Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen, joined by Joy Singh. Joy, we're here to talk about the biggest award show of the weekend. Uh, no, we're recording this during the People's Choice Awards, Joyce, but we're not talking about that. No. Did you vote the- for the PCAs? I didn't. Me either. Uh, but based on the guest list, I could see who I think is going to win. Yeah, that's usually the case. So, so. congratulations probably to Rachel Zegler. We'll know this after, but I, I know she's there. So, Joyce, we're going to talk about the BAFTA Awards. Are you excited? Sure. You know, it, it ended like 17 hours ago. I don't even know. No, it didn't end that long ago, but it was taped delay. It late. felt like it did. It felt like it did. Winners are rolling in all the afternoon on Sunday on Twitter. I watched it on twitter.com watched it on twitter not the ceremony no no uh oppenheimer the big winner joyce as we probably both expected uh it won seven awards i think i had winning 10 you did you went all in on oppie including emily blunt uh she did not win no but and i had five for poor things and it won five Mm -hmm. um great night for oppie and poor things and the zone of interest which won three won three including Best British film over the uh, over poor things, which I think a lot and of people probably also film not in an English language over, over an Afghan fall and, and the like, sound over it was like no in hindsight, it felt like such an obvious win in all of those, maybe not sound, but for best British film and best internet or non English language film because I was like. Well, it's the it's the English it, it's their entry into the Oscars, so like of course it's gonna win. It's British. British film. Um, I like while it was happening, while the while the the tweet winners were coming in, I was like, "Zone is like a a baby, all quiet this year." Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, it missed the you know the the best film nomination, but I think it it was just too late. Um, because it opened in England um, two weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think in, during phase one voting, it was it was like too early for it to make the top five. Yeah. And and now it's uh, peaking. Um, so it won, yeah, those three awards. Um, and, you know, we've talked about poor things peaking too since it opened. Um, and yeah, it won five. Including so, Best Actress for Emma Stone. Yeah. Which we, um, we both expected, but I think a lot of people were pulling for Sandra Huller. Yes, but as we discussed, like she took a hit with the London critics' loss. When it uh, once again the the trend continues, Sandra's two films do really well because Anami Fall won original screenplay, mm-hmm. Zone won three awards. She was nominated for both at BAFTA, um, but she doesn't come along for the ride. So last year, Joyce BAFTA, we talked about this did not match the Oscars in any of these top eight categories, basically. It went 0 for 8. This year, with the surprise, the only surprise I'd say of the whole weekend was American Fiction, which we both, I looked, we both had in fifth place. Movie we both love, but had fifth place for an adapted screenplay. Wins adapted screenplay over uh, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest, all of which won all the other awards. So... This is the only place they could award American fiction, and they did. Yeah, it was its only nomination. Um, I was 
both happy and annoyed by its win. Because as you know, I have American fiction winning at the Oscars. You do. So I felt vindicated because it's yeah. not in first place in the Oscar odds. I know that. No. I think Oppenheimer's in first place. And I believe Barbie is ahead of it as yeah. well. Because people think it's going to ride uh, some sympathy wave to a win there. But no. No more. Um, I mean, I just never believed in that. So it was always like LOL to me that it was uh, above American fiction when American fiction overperformed with nominations. Mm -hmm. um, and... So this is great for American fiction because I would have kept it uh, at the Oscars even if it had lost here since obviously I wasn't expecting it to win here. Um, and I felt like it would have won WGA, which is happening after the Oscars if we were having it before the Oscars. Uh, and I'm annoyed because now people, since it won BAFTA, people are going to start predicting it for the Oscars. And I don't want people to have the same prediction as me. Joyce, you'll, you'll be happy to know. Move to the the tweet wasn't even dry and it was at the first place my oscar odds once it won i was like well that's it i guess well, sorry see, this is the problem like I, it's fucking me over bafta like i don't like this was my pick i know i know it's not number one now it's gonna rise i mean i had oppenheimer there just because i was like well as a placeholder i always loved american fiction and now i'm like oh it's definitely gonna win absolutely and this is also i think similar to zone um it's uh, it's also been released in the UK mm -hmm. like in the last couple weeks. So now it's widely seen and a BAFTA voting closed on the 13th. Yeah. So I think more people are seeing it. So I think it's also peaking at the right time there because it we know it didn't make a bunch of long list categories for the BAFTA. It didn't even make the best film long list, mm -hmm. you know, um, and this was its only nomination BAFTA. And it seems like, you know, it had no shot <laughs> basically, but I mean, like in hindsight, it kind of makes sense too, because it's, you know, peaking at the right time and it we already saw it overperform in America with the Oscars, you know, and the nominations. And it's a very writerly movie. Like that's why I had it in first at the Oscars. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's about writing, about a writer. And it's also a family drama. Like it's mostly a family drama, mm -hmm. you know, and it's also... <laughs> a movie or a script that like white liberals can feel really good about voting for. Yes. And it has something to say, Joyce. That's yeah. They always like that. Uh, so this year it could really go back to go eight for eight. And, and see, the other thing is like when people talk about last year, BAFTA going over eight, like not matching the Oscars over eight, again, they did not get it wrong. They just didn't right. choose the same right. things the Oscars did. It was just three years ago that BAFTA and the Oscars went eight for eight. Because mm -hmm. BAFTA called Anthony Hopkins and Francis McDormand. Yes. So and this feels like another eight for eight to me. Uh, because while I had not did not have Devon Joy Randolph here, obviously thought she was gonna win the Oscars. I just figured there were had to be there had to be one spot where they would be different. And I didn't have I had Oppenheimer for screenplay, not American fiction, but everything else, I was like, there you go. This feels right on, right on cue. Killian Murphy, Emma Stone. We'll go through the winners here, Joyce, but uh, dare I say I think we might see repeats next weekend at SAG based on this. I don't even think we're going to see surprises at SAG at this point, but I guess we'll see. I think people want surprises or not surprises, but different winners at SAG. They definitely are hoping that. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through this quick choice because we just kind of talked about who won Oppenheimer. Uh, great movie, apparently. People really love it. Won best film. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. What it like, again, I mean, what would what could seriously if it, it was ever going to lose in an upset, what would have to happen for that to happen, would you say? Well, OK, so the thing that I is also just kind of firming up its lock status here is that nothing happened today at BAFTA that uh, really solidified a number two in the race because mm -hmm. multiple films won stuff or did well or blocked another film from trying to you know, push ahead and into the alternate like runner up spot to Oppenheimer. Right. You know, like Anatomy won original screenplay, mm -hmm. but it didn't win uh, film not in English language. Right. You know, and Zone of Interest won three awards, you know, uh, minor upsets in all of them, I guess, maybe. Um, but it wasn't nominated for best film, you know, because it, it, that it just it wasn't peaking in December when phase one right. voting happened. 
and you you know like holdovers just one Davine expected and a one casting right you know great win that's irrelevant at the oscars you know see you mm -hmm. in two years casting um and poor things you know it won five awards uh swept costume production design um hair and makeup and a one visual effects which is not nominated for at the oscars mm -hmm. uh, and obviously emma stone but it lost british film like you said you know so it's like all, all of these alternatives like you know like none of them really have emerged as like the true alternative to oppenheimer it's a I agree. Everything you said. Nothing. I don't think anything is going to stop Oppenheimer from, from winning. At the SAG Awards, I'm going to say Oppenheimer probably still going to win Ensemble. But if American Fiction wins, I guess that would help it solidify a number two status. Well, I mean, everyone started saying calling it like the coda or the spotlight. It could be the spotlight because it, it could just get screenplay and best picture, you know, right. and it could win Ensemble at SAG. So that could happen. But I guess the difference to me is like, and again, I man, I love American Fiction, Joyce. I just think it's a great movie. I've seen it like four times. I, I, it's one of my most watched of last year, along with Barbie and Oppenheimer. So I love it. But to me, it's I don't know, like Spotlight had a lot more buzz even going into those things than like American Fiction to me does. Like, I don't I don't think even if it wins ensemble, is it going to have enough time to go from like, like Coda was already building momentum, I felt like at this point. And American Fiction, this win for adapted screenplay is very solid and like well deserved and kind of a surprise, obviously, for you know, prediction standpoint. But I'm like, man, it would really have to go from like zero, like the it would be have to be like a hockey stick of momentum, I feel like, to get it to seriously contend as the number two behind Oppenheimer as a potential upset, even if it wins SAG. I don't know. Yeah, and the difference with Spotlight was that was a three horse race that year mm -hmm. with Spotlight. The Revenant, which was very divisive. Right, um, right. That one DGA and PJ went to the big short. Right. You know? So I think that was easier for Spotlight to overcome both of them. Mm -hmm. um, like, that. that is, like, the film where, like, you could get behind. And it's, like, rootable. You know? Because right. they're, they're doing something righteous. Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, with Coda it was very easy for it to take down power of the doll. Yeah. That, I mean, and like we've said, like Oppenheimer's not like power. The, it's not like a comp. It's no. not like a one for one. So it's like, if, if you're sick of Oppenheimer winning, uh, I have bad news for you. Yeah. So, uh, best director one for one to, to Christopher Nolan Joyce. Uh, no Great kidding. speech. Did you watch a speech? Yes. I didn't, I didn't watch the show. And yeah. I know you didn't either. So watch it online on the yeah. tweets. You, you just watch the speeches, the clips. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan is as big of a lock as Devon Joy Randolph. No matter what happens in Best Picture, uh, just no doubt to me that he's going to win an Oscar. Yeah, just cruising. Like, so. no, 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 nothing to say. I'm so happy <laughs> for him, but man, nothing to say. Uh, deserving. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, like another great speech. Like it's just. His speeches have been just really funny, heartwarming, and different every time, too. Yeah. You know, and then he has, like, also some, like, even though he's thanking the same people, obviously, the team and everyone, the cast and crew and Emma, like, and Universal, like, he always has, like, something else to say in addition. So, like, like today, he, you know, noted, like, everyone who's been fighting against, like, nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how he closed. And he opened it with like a funny antidote. He's like, you know, 40 years ago, my brother beat me here to the stage, not because he won a BAFTA, but because he performed here. Awesome. <laughs> Loves his brother. Joyce. Yeah. Uh, best actress choice. Emma Stone. Poor things. Number two. So... SAG next week will be a lot of people hoping for Lily Gladstone. Yes. Is she still who's who's in first for SAG right now? Let's take a look. <clears throat> um, Lily obviously was not nominated here at BAFTA. Not nominated. And then as we kind of expected based on that, kills the flower moon completely shut out. We haven't and even mentioned that yet. 
didn't even didn't even rate. No, like its best chance of a win today. It had nine nominations today over at BAFTA, and its best chance was in casting, and it did not win that. So Lily is still out in front in SAG, pretty handily. Okay. But the odds are falling, and M is rising. Uh, I'll say this: I don't need. I haven't not updated my SAG picks in a while, but when we do our picks later this week, uh, I will not have Lily winning. <laughs> so I'm just gonna spoil <laughs> that now. Uh, I, I don't see it. I, I like we said everything we've said about poor things. The momentum is so strong with it. Uh, it's a great performance. It has not been a divisive movie. And I think that's actually the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking of last year as like, this is like last year all over again, where Kate won all these awards and then Michelle won SAG and had her SAG win and her Golden Globe win and then won an Oscar. And that's what you're hoping Lily will recreate if she wins SAG because she's lost all these other ones. I think the difference is Tar was not a movie that was was a divisive movie i think more so than poor things yeah and i think if you are hope dating lily or like anti-dicting emma like you like the, the that contingent wanted poor things to behave like tar did and it's not performing that way at all poor things is actually performing more like everything everywhere because it's like the yeah. weird genre movie that's funny mm -hmm. that people really like and Tar is like Killers of Flower Moon, where it's like this auteur mm -hmm. movie that's pre-removed and distant for some people, and they're not able to get past that. And and even Emma's performance is more like Michelle's because it it's like a mix of comedy and drama, and it's super physical. Yes, you know, it's more wacky. Yeah, I I just think like the comp on paper it looks right, where you're like, oh, of course, like this is gonna be like the great you know, the past winner against like a person we really want to have win an Oscar and they're in the similar, these movies and blah, blah, blah. The other thing is like, we've been saying it, another knock there, poor things is way, I mean, it just is a much more embraced movie than Killers is at this point. And yeah, it just feels like the momentum for Killers has completely died since the Globes. And like we said, SAG loves a narrative. So it's still possible she would win. And maybe that carries through and like, you know, how important like the, it perceived to be having momentum and wanting to be the winner and all these different things like that kind of helps here in the late stages right before you get to final voting. Uh, but I believe it when I see, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, like today, obviously, Lily wasn't nominated and it was really just between Emma and Sandra Hewler. Right. Um, but like I said last week or whenever we did our predictions i just felt like sandra's chances dropped drastically yeah. losing london critics to emma when mm -hmm. her, both of her films did so well even though there's no voter overlap between those you know two groups but it's it's just like it's just like you know another tea leaf like signaling that like there is just so much passion behind emma's mm -hmm. performance um even though sandra is in these two movies and that also i don't know even know if like they care about or think closely about this or look at it too, so closely but london's category name for acting or like actor of the year or actress of the year right so in theory you could say like sandra is really the actress of the year because she had these two great movies right yeah but it's like they still voted for emma and poor things <laughs> yeah i and and Sandra's not nominated at SAG, as we right. know. So it's like, I mean, it would have been way more interesting had Sandra won today. I, I think if Sandra won today and then Lily wins at SAG, I would have been like, I think Lily could win at the Oscars. But but it could have just been Sandra winning today and Emma winning at SAG, you know? So. Right. Even if Lily wins at SAG, I still think Emma will, I, I'm not sure. I think the it seems too strong. The movie seems too strong. And I think that's going to ultimately help her emerge victoriously. And I guess we'll see how it plays out in the next few weeks. But that's my read of it right now. Uh, what can you say? Same with kind of best actor choice where Killian Murphy won another award uh, beating Paul Giamatti. And again, I feel like that ship has sailed as well a little bit for Paul. Um, yeah, I think I, I think... Paul will probably still be ahead at its sag in the odds. Like, um, he's probably to, first. 
up to the I minute. I imagine he's in first right now. He's actually not. It looks like more, right. more. They're kind of tied in the odds, but more people have predicted Killian as their top choice. That's just among everybody. Let's look in experts here. Among ex- experts, Emma holds a slight edge on Lily, and Paul holds a m- larger edge on Killian. So the experts <laughs> are still, the experts are still on Paul. Uh, um, but is that I, because I, some I, of them voted for him at People's or at People's Choice? <laughs> that's tonight that's tonight um it i mean here like the 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 giamatti group uh will just say like obviously killian was gonna win a bafta you know like that that's like that's always been you know what everyone thought like killian will win a bafta and paul will win at sag because he's won four sag awards um but I, I think Killian could just win the rest. Like it's the bigger movie. And I mean, I don't really hold holdovers sag ensemble snub against it. Cause it's just, you know, a three hander. We've seen that happen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's still, I, I don't think like their profiles are so dissimilar. I know, you know, everyone's like, Oh, Paul is the veteran and like, it's his time. Like, uh, like, yes, he's older than him than Killian, but like they've both been around for decades, you know? And yeah, I think that's another, I think that's like a, I think the team Paul is trying to bend it to be like, it's his time narrative. But like you said, like Killian Murphy's been acting for years, has been in major movies for years and is like really liked and has been on TV and like in a very popular show. And you could argue it's his time as well. He's not like an ingenue. It's not like Austin Butler. I think there's like maybe a wish that it's like, we're comparing you know, even though Austin Butler wasn't a newcomer either, but you know what I mean? Like he did not have the years of performances that Kelly Murphy did before this. And I think there is hope to be like, yeah, well, yeah Killian is not 31 years old. Right. There's hope <laughs> to be like, I think the Paul side is hoping like, well, it's like Killian last year, right? Or like Austin last year, where it's like, he's like the new guy and there's this veteran actor that people really like and have affinity for, and that's going to help him win. But it's not really the same Paul is not do, like we know that they like transformations, whether it be biopic or what Brendan Fraser did for the whale as an option. And it's like neither of those things for Paul. He's not like, I don't know. I just think like the narrative is not as strong there. It was the narrative was really strong, I think, to get him the nomination. And that was like a big thing, right? Like to get him the best actor nomination and all the like, like the push for that. But now I think it's like we're content to let Killing Murphy win because, you know, we love Oppenheimer. This <laughs> guy's like it's a good movie yeah and i mean like i do agree like it's probably closer at sack between them than it was at bafta like i, I do think killing was probably further ahead you know than than yeah. paul oh, like over paul at bafta um you know and now he's he's the first uh irishman to win best actor at bafta yeah so. we had a lot of comments being like oh killing's not gonna win and because what Colin lost last yeah. year, and I'm he like, avenged no. his loss. He did. Um, but again, like as I've said, I don't think he was winning because he's Irish. I think that's just the like Oppenheimer's a stronger movie, right. and that's like they just like those like biopic performances, you know. So mm-hmm. it's the more dramatic turn, and I I do think it was just between them here ultimately um like i know i talked about like bradley cooper being a dark horse but like i didn't really believe it you know it it was more like if it happened then like oh that makes sense in hindsight we could talk quick once uh when we can talk about this i guess we get to casting which i guess we'll do later but when uh holdovers won casting i was like oh well it's definitely winning one of these acting awards because we had talked about how much of correlation there seemed seemingly had been right between that in this short amount of time. And I was like, wow, maybe Paul win. And that's like our trend because like Joaquin won and the casting one for Joe. Divine is right there. <laughs> and then Divine was right there and she won. Right. Uh, so Divine Joe Randolph and Robert Downey Jr. when they were supporting uh, awards at BAFTA. I mean, what are we going to say about this? Steamrolled. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Just, I, I like mean, I you, said, you, I mean, do you have something to say? Because you had Emily. I had Emily just because I was like, they're not going to go four for four. And I just felt like they're going to love Oppenheimer. And maybe that's where she, that that felt like the only spot where somebody could maybe lose, but 
No, I wasn't the only person. I saw somebody else be like, oh, I think Emily's going to win. I felt like slightly vindicated by at least somebody else predicted it. One, one other soul out there. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I think the issue with trying to call an upset there was like, no, none, none of them, the other nominees just felt super strong. Yeah, you you said that. I mean, like, none of them, you know, there's no alternate, really. Yeah, I mean, like, at least, like, last year with Key Hequan and Barry Keoghan, like, Barry had, you know, won other stuff. He won London. Like, he beat right. um, Key at London, you know, so there were signs there already. Um, and, yeah, like, like, Emily's just been nominated for this performance, and she hasn't won anything, actually, so... You know, I mean, but she is like the, I, I mean, yes, like she is like in second, but just because like it's, it has a lot more going for her than everyone else in the category right. who's not Dateline. So uh, these two are going to steamroll through for the Oscars, obviously. Nothing will stop. Yeah, like RDJ, uh, another great speech. Uh, his speech was like laminated. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, he's prepared. He knows he's going to win. He's ready. When, when do you think he laminated that? Probably like last week. Do you think he already like, got his Oscar speech written? He's probably still fine tuning that. Like he has another three weeks. Do you think? Do you think they hire writers to do their speeches, or is this like not just Downey in general? Is this like how do you think Oscar winners like speechwriters? I mean, maybe you could. are they hiring speechwriters? Like like politicians, you know? Yeah, I, I want yeah. especially when you're like a front runner and you need like multiple speeches. Like is Christopher I Nolan? I do like, think like they they're they have like a lot of guidance, whether it's like, it doesn't need to be like someone professional, you know, but they like, they consult with people or especially like strategists, like whoever like is like the awards lead, like from their studio or something, right. you know, or even their own personal publicist. I, um, But I don't like, like Downey is not someone who really needs that, you know, cause he's so charming. Like he's such a rock and tour, you know, he could just riff like without a speech. Yeah. We know so. he doesn't even need a script. Iron Man 2. Exactly. He doesn't even need a script. It's a great so, movie. Yeah. Uh, I would say I loved Emma Stone's speech because she made me tear up. She had a nice tribute to her mom at the end. I was like, this is like great. Yeah, that was actually, I like all, all four of their speeches. Like Killian's speech was really nice too. Yes. And and he he thanked the other nominees and his op and homies. And he's like, that rhymes. Yes. That was cute. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned casting choice. Uh, that went to the holdovers. Um, another year where I get it wrong, so go me. You had the holdovers, and I think you you were convinced to change. And I explained about the acting award link. I never listened to myself. You see, no, you should have gone down with it. I was so annoyed for you because I was like, wow, she really went with me and Anatomy of Fall like a dummy. <laughs> because it's like I just I just felt like whatever I was gonna pick was gonna be wrong. Yep, and it was. And it was. Maybe so. next year. Now we know. Now we know at least. All right, it's gonna have an acting win somewhere. I, I figured out the formula now yes and i didn't go with it this time now we know for next time yeah it's like when you're like trying to find the soft points on like an electrified fence right like you know like you're just yeah. like testing it out like the raptors and then, like raptors. No, this is only its fifth year you know yeah. it's just like there's not enough data yet so now and, we got some more data yeah but uh a, a good win you know it's just dominic great find great also the like his alpha today wow Man, he looks great. That guy's a sharp ass dresser. I once again, just all the strokes in one. So good. This could, right it, out of the seventies. It could be like the the uh, Sarah Snook picture of Dorian Gray, where she's playing like forty parts. They could do that mm -hmm. Dominic Sessa's strokes biopic, where he plays every part. That's gonna be on Broadway next year, and then he's gonna win the Tony. <laughs> uh, we mentioned the writing categories, but quickly again, Anatomy of Fall wins an original screenplay. American Fiction wins adapted screenplay. Uh, like you said, bad, bad beat for you, Joyce, because now I'm going to be all over American Fiction for win. And so everyone is going to be everyone. And, I uh, wanted to stay in third place. Uh, an anatomy of all we all had winning seemingly screenplay for at the Oscars. Um, also, great speech by Justine Trey and yeah. Arthur Harari. Um, I think these will probably be the Oscar winners. I mean, they're yes. they are mine. So I think and, so too. And it actually makes sense to me that Oppenheimer wouldn't win screenplay because. A, it doesn't need to win screenplay if it's winning Best Picture and Best Director. And B, I don't think the screenplay is, I think the screenplay is great, but I don't think it's like the thing you're thinking about, about the movie. 
no and it's like I, I would say it's definitely um a lot more competitive as a screenplay um than like a, a lot of uh, best picture and best director winners in the past yeah. you know where we just knew it was not going to win screenplay and um but it's I I just think yeah like you said like people aren't really thinking about the script no you know even though it's uh obviously it's it's non-linear and you know like it's written first person that whole thing but uh it yeah it feels like that aspect of it never really took off in terms of wins this season and it's fine yeah and in terms of what you've said, like the those are the writerly movies in quotes are American Fiction and Anatomy of the Fall. And it's like, that's how they'll be honored. And those are also the cool movies, I feel like. And it's like the screenplay categories, the, the screenplay categories often are like going to go for the cool movie, right? Like not cool enough to win Best Picture, but cool enough to win screenplay. So. Yeah. And I think um, Oppenheimer will just kind of be like Nomadland where it it, yeah. it is competitive in screenplay and it has won i mean i think oppenheimer's won some screenplay like regional critics award sure, somewhere yeah. but uh yeah ultimately uh no man land did not win screenplay like it lost bafta too to the father and the father won the oscar you know it, this feels like a lot there's like as much as 2021 oscars was or yeah we're just remember bad. eight for eight that year <laughs> But I do feel like, and like, you don't want to think about them at all in any way. The, the year it was, the show, none of it. But I'm like, this feels so much like that year because you have, I feel like Francis is like Emma in terms of like people trying to like anti-dict her basically. And like, she's already won. So why would she win again? And Oppenheimer does feel like Nomadland where it's just going to steamroll through and not win screenplay where it's like the writer movie gets the adapted screenplay nomination win in that case. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, there's a lot of similarities to me. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, how do you think people? Uh, what, what do you think will happen to Barbie now in adapted screenplay in the odds? Because a lot of people have that predicted. Probably third. I, I the thing I've noticed this year, and I mean, we'll see because we don't have to get. We're still weeks away from the Oscars, but and I'm usually guilty of this, so I feel like I'm able to call it out. People are really holding on tight to their faves. They don't want to give up the ghost, and we're seeing that in like. Kills the Flower Moon and Lily and Barbie. And I think the ship on those has like the industry is telling us with these awards what they think of these movies and they're not win competitive at this point. So I think you should not be predicting Barbie as much as I'd love to see it. And I was like, I could picture Noah and Greta up there on stage winning their deserved Oscars. And it'd be great if they won Oscars together because they're both so good and they're both so good together, I think. And yet I don't think it's going to happen this year. So. Look, we're gonna have the power couple in Justine and Arthur winning. So yeah. Um, but yeah, like I guess like if you're you know a Barbie acolyte, you'll cling on to the fact that American Fiction and Barbie have yet to face off in adapted screenplay. But I just don't see Barbie I, winning, and I just think like the the sympathy factor is so overblown. Like they don't vote like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there is. There just no. I don't think it's. A, I mean, I think they might vote like that, but they're not doing it in this year if they do you know they're not there's not a lot of sympathy for it it definitely feels like that's what the money is for and you know the nominations are great and if you would have said barbie got eight nominations if you this point last year if you were like barbie's gonna get eight oscar nominations you take it yeah people would be like holy shit this must be the greatest movie ever and it was great and it's not gonna win but one maybe so there are worse fates it could win none but we know it's gonna yeah. win one which is good mm-hmm uh below the line stuff cinematography went to oppenheimer yeah um pretty much locked i'd say yeah. um i know, thought poor, poor things, things yes yeah but... i thought poor things could have been competitive here but yeah it wasn't it'll probably you know hoytel will probably win ASE. so off you go uh editing went to oppenheimer yeah another one uh seemingly set very for psyched for for uh, for this one yeah. yeah uh we mentioned casting film not in the english language with his zone of interest beating anatomy of fall which absolutely shocked me because i'm just like that's the first one of these i think where it's actually beat anatomy of fall it made me wonder if they were against each other at the oscars would this have people jumping ship and going with zone um no i i, I don't know i think you, you would still just 
vote for what you like so sure. i don't think i think they like both of them but i don't think um like i guess it would just depend on like who was surging more at this point mm -hmm. and like like zone has beaten anatomy at places like critics awards and stuff i i do think anatomy has more like international future wins or whatever they call it at these places than zone but um yeah like i i think it winning here makes sense like you said like british co-production <laughs> and should've, it just opened it just remember. opened in the uk like during yeah. voting so it's like it's finally seen it's like the same kind of situation here in the states like zone open and, and like it's doing well you know also same thing american fiction like they're they're th those two movies are like the same they open at the same time and they're doing really well and finding audiences so and like poor things too like it, it opened pretty late in the the cycle i guess so i think that's also kind of why it, it was like underestimated in some of these below the line categories too early on that barbie was seemingly taking so do you think you're not gonna i mean do you think people will switch to zone for adapted screenplay no because i feel like if i couldn't win here <laughs> true <laughs> uh animated film this was maybe an upset choice though maybe not not a lot of sequels have won this at bafta i think only toy story 3 maybe uh the boy and the heron beat spider-verse um yeah this is uh probably gonna be a close one because the annies were saturday and spider-verse dominated yes and we still have pga coming up next week where Spider-Verse will probably win. Now it made a ton of money. If if Boy and Heron wins PGA, I'm going Boy and Heron at the Oscars. Um and and then there's also Ace, and Boy was not nominated at Ace, which is like, uh-oh. Right. So this so Boy has the Globe and BAFTA, which I think just speaks to its international appeal. But the Academy's pretty international now. And I mean it's pretty international, but it's not overwhelmingly international they've just right added more like it's still predominantly american you know yeah. and uh yeah so like if spider-verse takes pga they'll have that and like a bunch of annies um and then you know like critics choice you know whatever um and then some like guilds too you know one like adg yeah already so it's done pretty well with the guilds but it's lost these major forward facing it's, it's lost yeah like the the bafta globe combo is pretty unbeatable mm -hmm. so it's hard to go against boy but i i i do wonder how much of like you know the the globe revamp with like the addition of international journalists helped it win there it, it could have so i don't know i think this will be close and like we know like spider like spider verse was not like as beloved as the first one you know obviously it's the second one so it's also not as like exciting because it's not as new either but yeah. like it's it's the middle story it ends on a cliffhanger basically so mm. um and it could but, win for the third one yeah and it's it's also like I, I do think like at the oscars like they can just be so lazy in the category that they'll just go with the biggest name yeah I, you know I, like I, like Boy winning here just reminds me of, an, of when I'm um, uh Kuba and the two strings one here. I thought that too at that comp too, but I'm like Miyazaki's like a big name. Like he's very yeah. like he could also just be a name check for a lot of people in this category if they're lazy. You know what I mean? Like I, like, I think that might be the case if it's just <laughs> animators voting for the winner ultimately, you know. I, but, I think like, even regular people know Miyazaki though. You know I what mean, I mean? Yeah, like, but I think like with ten thousand people voting for the winner, yeah, too, I, it's like I don't know what I'm going to do. I Like I said, I might go to, I could see Spider, like you're saying, I could see Spider-Verse winning because it's the most basic movie. Everyone has seen it. And like, who cares, right? That like, like a lot of voters might be like, who cares? Not that we, you know, I care about these movies, but I'm like saying they might just be like, I'm not going to spend a lot of men mental energy on animated film because I really like Spider-Verse. Yeah. Or it's like, I saw this with my kid, you know? And that said, I could see Boy in the Heron also being like very popular. And I know Miyazaki is like, obviously incredibly beloved and i also kids really like miyazaki movies too so if you're like a kid if you have a, if you're an academy member who has a young child 
you might be like all in the Miyazaki verse, basically. Um, have you shown Boy in the Heron to your daughter? No, but we've done we a lot to of do that, and we need to get her vote. So that maybe you should just go with what she picks. We didn't do Spider Verse with her either because I didn't think she would like it. Pretty much, we only watched like the first twenty minutes with like Gwen. We've seen the original, the first Spider Verse we like. That one's good. Well, does the- she know this one exists? Yeah, because we watched like the opening of it. But then it's like so. It's like not. It's kind of boring. It's a little, you know, they're so not what did you, just, you just told her, like, we're just going to watch the first 20 minutes of this. Yeah, movie. we were on the plane. I think we're watching it on the plane. I'm just like, oh, let's watch, like, Spider-Gwen. She's great. They should have just That could have just been, like, a TV show for her. Just 20 minutes of Spider-Gwen. Pretty much. Uh, visual effects you mentioned. That went to Poor Things, which can't win at the Oscars. Um, I love this category now because it's just, who who the fuck knows? Great. I'm See, like the above the line it. might be, you know, not as exciting. Might seem sad, but like all the action is below the line in these other, you know, categories like animated. It's like a swan, the swan moves very quietly, and its feet are really kicking at the bottom, and that's what's going on here. Uh, we did the screenplays. What am I missing here? Anything else? Uh... Um. Well, well, visual effects. What are you going to do with the Oscars then? Well, I'm going to stick with Godzilla. I think. I might just stick with Napoleon. Uh, why not? I guess it could be any of these. Um, but like, like I said, you know, even before nominations, if Poor Things was nominated in visual effects, I was gonna predict it to win. And Poor Things definitely would have, I think, would have won. Uh, we did foreign film. We did uh, best documentary was Twenty Days in Marupol, which is seemingly cruising to its Oscar win. Yes. Uh, production design went to Poor Things, like you said. And costume uh, design too. And costume design so, and so hair the, makeup. Yeah. So at the Bad Oscars, news for Barbie and Maestro. So Barbie now just another we would just mention this, but in many L's here are building up. The L's are building up. Uh I don't think I was holding on hope for Barbie, thought maybe of splitting these two. Um, I even thought Oppenheimer maybe for production design, but I think it's gonna be poor things in both these categories of the Oscars. So, I mean, I have poor things here for all three of these. Yes. Um, and as you know, I've, I've long had my Black Panther comp with Barbie. So I'm going to let that go because now I have poor things in all of these categories at the Oscars. I already had it in hair and makeup anyway, right. but now I have it in production design, costume design, but I have a new comp. Let me hear. Um, so I know last week you mentioned how Barbie could be a star is born, basically, yes. just with the song win. I agree. Yes. But I think Barbie is also this year's Top Gun Maverick. Sure. You know, it's like it saved cinema. Big blockbuster movie. And then it wasn't something many people like there were there were, you know, concerns about it before both of them open. Right. And it exceeded expectations. Right. And everyone loved Tom Cruise and Greta and Margot. And Barbie is obviously a little bit stronger than Top Gun Maverick was above the line. Yes. You know, so it in in the end, besides Best Picture, um, Barbie got two acting nominations and adapted screenplay, and Top Gun got adapted screenplay. Um, and then nomination, they 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 both suffered snubs, you know, like director and actress for Barbie and then cinematography. Where is a front runner to win? Yeah. So yeah, it, like Top Gun was predicted to win two Oscars and it ended up just winning one um, with uh, sound. Yes. You know, and then Top Gun also missed out on a Best Picture nomination at BAFTA in their field of five, just like Barbie did. Yes. You know, and then no wins there either. So it just feels like that, like the the big populist summer blockbuster that will you know get one win there at the oscars ultimately but it's ultimately not competitive in a lot of above the line categories as people might want them to be and i don't even think a lot of people wanted top gun to be super competitive above the line because no one was like dying for a joseph kaczynski nomination you know no i mean Tom but, like he also got dga him. as we expected right. but he was not getting to the oscars and then like tom Cruz just became an option in Best Actor because the field was so weak, but no one was like pushing for that really. 
I wonder this too. I mean, it's definitely like that's what the money is for with all of these movies. And I wonder when there was the push for like popular movie Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all laughed at that. It was a terrible idea, obviously. But there come like think about it, like thinking about this the way Top Gun and Barbie have both like likely performed, right? Like a Barbie still has could still win these other Oscars, right? Maybe, but like we're both saying probably just song. Like the Academy knows, like we don't know the votes and we don't know how this has gone over 80, 96 years, right? And recent history as well. But they know the votes and they know how it has been tabulated, right? In theory. Uh, And I wonder like if they know historically that these movies are not win competitive, right? Like the, uh, the blockbuster movies are never going to really be as win competitive as people want. And so they need to they needed to do this to be like, well, here's your movie that people like. You like this, right? Like that kind of thing. You mean they as in like the Oscars board? Yes. When they introduced best popular film. Well, isn't it possible they have like years and years of data on like what actually gets voted, like what the Academy leans to vote on? Like the like Pricewaterhouse gives them the doubt. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think they do that or is it always kept secret forever? I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, they should release the ballots for, you obviously. know, once like once everyone is dead in a, in a year, they yes. should release them. <laughs> obviously. That's obviously. Like they can release like, you know, the first like 20 years or something. <laughs> I guess I'm just wondering. I have no idea. I like, I literally have no idea, but I'm like assuming that like they end up with that data at some point where they could see how their members have voted historically. And maybe they can't, maybe that's actually not something they even have. Somebody must have that, but maybe they don't give it out because they're worried it might leak, but whatever. I wonder if that was one of the impetus of releasing, of like pushing for that like popular Oscar thing because like Top Gun would have won. And certainly Barbie probably would have won, right? Like we saw, like it won the fake Golden Globe Award. Um, I think popular film was more to do with the dwindling ratings for sure. real. When sure. like, sure. like they think, and then we're in an era where like the, big money-making blockbusters aren't Oscar winners like they were, you know, back in the 90s or 80s. Right. Either, but also, like, a lot of, like, movies just aren't making money in the same way, too. Like, the the mid-budget adult drama is gone, and people just, like, don't go see movies like that in the same way. So, but and, like, also, like, there's, even if you do have that category, there's no guarantee, like, you're not going to pull people in with, like, you're not going to pull in, like, Spider-Man fans oh, <laughs> with the stupid award. No. Uh, but, yeah, I think Barbie is Top Gun. I also thought of Top Gun because, well, we mentioned, like, uh, in Zone of Interest beat Oppenheimer in sound. Last mm-hmm. year, Top Gun lost in sound to, I think, All Quiet, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then won over All Quiet at the Oscars. And I think we'll see something similar this year yeah. where... Oppenheimer will probably win sound with the whole Academy voting uh, as like we're well, it lost at BAFTA. So yeah, like all quiet and zone might have an edge at BAFTA. Yes. Whereas they might not have the same edge at the Oscars. Um, so, but I do think like maybe, maybe if we still had the two sound categories that they might split. I think they might actually. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we talked to Aaron makeup briefly there about poor things and beating Maestro uh seems like we talked about this when we were doing our picks i think we both had poor things and Mm -hmm. i have poor things at the oscars but i'm wondering if i should go back to maestro because it's like the most obvious makeup and you look at what's won and it's usually the most obvious obvious makeup but even that i'm like i don't know i think poor things is gonna just keep going (laughs) well people were also making the the acting and makeup pair yeah um comp for maestro because you know like the whale got it last year and we've had that you know before but you know that could just be poor things this year you know with emma. and emma there we yeah. go another uh, like there'll be the jesse chastain and the uh, eyes of tammy faye of this yeah. year uh so. score went to oppenheimer no surprise there sound we mentioned visual effects costume design we did best british film we mentioned zone of interest beat poor things not i mean not surprising in hindsight but Surprising to me, I guess, because I had poor things, but but yeah, it's like it's like blunting these films that you think could be number two, you know? And then like I don't think zone is number two, but it's definitely on the rise. I've seen people put zone number two, not I've just seen people put zone at number two as well. Feels feels wrong. <laughs> just straight up feels wrong. Listen, I love zone of interest, but I'm just like I I I can't imagine it being that high. 
that feels like a lot of recency bias. I wouldn't even have it. I don't even know if I would have it. I might have it fifth because I think I would. Yeah, say, I could see it being like fifth or sixth. Because I think I would have Oppenheimer and I'd have American Fiction okay. and Anatomy of Fall. Yeah. Hold And like there's holdovers there. So. And then maybe Zone of Interest five, Barbie six or seven, right? Like Hills of Flower Moon, I guess, in there. I don't think it's very high either, though. No, but I think Killers is still like fifth in the odds, which is like too high to me. Um, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I think I think if Zone were just kind of a little bit more of a straightforward Holocaust drama, I would have it higher. But I think because it is um ambitious in its own way, that it, it might not have as much consensus to be higher you know i mean yeah i think like if it were more base i, I my my impression of this <laughs> always on the preferential ballot is the more basic the movie the higher it will go yeah like you'll get more like twos and threes and you so know? like i think they'll have me, ones i i know I, i've seen people get like in the comments just you know i read the comments i'm always in, the comments. mixing it up i think i've seen people be like oh you know like diminish i'm like I, the idea that i'm diminishing anatomy of fall by being like it's a basic ass movie but to me it is because i i really love it and i know i have basic taste so i'm like if i love it then you know it's basic and i feel like it is just a base it's a basic it's very well done it's very accessible and it's very like, accessible. that's not a bad thing no and i think zone of interest is not as accessible no it's it's definitely not as accessible yeah. i think it's a it's a great movie yeah. and i i do it's it's not to say that like basic people won't like the movie. I I think some will like if and when they watch it, you know, but it is it's just not an easy sell for a lot of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it's constructed too. Like it's not like a typical Holocaust drama. No. You know, so and it's 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 like it's not a Schindler's list, you know? It's No. It's, um, not it's not a like is beautiful. It's not even the reader. No. <laughs> Have you seen the? Re I still haven't seen the reader. Uh. Next, this last one here we had predicting choices is uh, Rising Star, which we mentioned. I saw a lot of pushback on this too in the comments, Joyce. Not to but gloat. we both got it right. We both got it right with me and McKenna Grace. Uh, me and McKenna Bruce, excuse me, sorry. Uh, and I saw a lot of people being like, "No chance, she's gonna win. Jacob would win." Well, she won. So there you go. Just a bunch of Jacob Elordi sands. Nothing Possibly. better to do. One thing I've realized doing this too is the rising star. These super famous people are not going to win this to me. Well, it's they're also they they lean British. So they lean British and they lean people who are not have not like Iowa Debris was not going to win this. I'm sorry. Like she's too like she's too well known, and she's American. She's not going to, or you know, just like not going to win. Yeah, like it's just tough when there's multiple British people there. So then it's like, who do you pick? Right. You know. So, but yeah, I think the last non-British person to win was Kristen Stewart. So, and that was in 2010. So, so there you go. Just that was the BAFTA Awards. What a day. So much fun. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we didn't get a rap. No, no. David Tennant did not do the thing. No, but I, I saw some clips of his bits and, you know, seemed fun. You know, he brought out a dog, Bark Ruffalo. Yeah. Just we have an email here. Not a lot this week or tonight because the show just happened and it's also the weekend and people have lives. and it's a holiday weekend <laughs> uh but get us our emails before later this week because we're going to do sag and pga together but this one's from our old pal david l <laughs> hi joyce and chris it's your pal david l you have to read the whole thing he actually didn't say that but i'm going to and i'm almost reading this cold because i didn't really i just skimmed it so i'll have to edit on the fly uh, I'm glad to say I got 17 out of 22 categories. I took Joyce's advice and decided to go to Chuck E. Cheese after watching the BAFTAs with my friend. I haven't been there since I was 12. Sorry, your ridiculous Oppenheimer sweep didn't come. Ridiculous Oppenheimer sweep didn't come to fruition, Chris. Spelled ridiculous wrong. 
Why the heck did you both doubt the boy and the heron would have been BAFTA when the British Academy have shown before they don't like sequels except for Toy Story 3? They didn't even go with Toy Story 4, and instead that year they went with Klaus. Just like the Globes, the British Academy is more international than the Oscars, so it made obvious sense that it would beat Spider-Verse at BAFTA. I just can't believe you both let the most obvious things cross your minds and you call yourselves experts. I love how every time you anti-dick boy and the heron, it just blows up in your face. I think it can still win the Oscar, but I'm not confident yet until it wins PGA first. Hopefully they make the right decision, fingers crossed. Last question. There, none of these have been questions. Yeah, no, those question. are just statements. Just just nagging us. Yeah. Do you think Zone of Interest is a huge threat to win sound, even though it's not usual best sound winner that Oscar, not your usual best sound winner the Oscar voters go for? Uh, we just talked about this. I think it could win, but I think Oppenheimer will win because it's a whole academy. Yeah. And again, like if there were still two sound categories, then they would probably split. Because How both... would they split if you were doing it? I can actually see it going both ways, but I think maybe editing for Oppy mm -hmm. and mixing for Zone. But I can also see the other way. <laughs> I think on the face of it, it makes sense that mixing would be zone based on how the movie plays out. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I, I love that that was that was the the final question when nothing else was. I also I love how all of David's emails are just trying to get us to be angry about our predictions when we don't give a shit if we're wrong. <laughs> Who cares? Don't don't really care. No, it doesn't uh, matter. Who we're cares? just doing inform. We're informed, speculating on all these things. Yeah, I don't lose sleep over this. I will say, like, except like the animated thing, they didn't like any sequels except Toy Story Three. Yeah, like, well, this felt like Toy Story Three to me. That's why. So, Toy uh, Story Four is not. Yeah, very I mean, good. like, I don't, I didn't think like Boy was out of it. No, and so, Toy Story Four is not a very good movie. No, it's not. Toy Story Three was like a good movie. Toy Story Three was great, and they should have stopped there. <laughs> And, and and Toy Story 4 won the Oscar. And I don't think Spider-Verse is a great movie, but it's certainly better than Toy Story 4. I don't know. Listen, I haven't seen Toy Story 4 since it came out. Not <laughs> not my fave. Not a big forky guy. <laughs> not a big forky guy over and here. And now they're doing five. Like, oh my gosh, just stop. I'm good. Stop. Just stop I with these sequels. I, I don't want an Inside Out 2 sequel either. How about Inside Out 2? Not with your boy Bill Hader and not Mindy Kaling, and they're trying they're, to sneak they're, that they're in. They're not opening the purse strings for them, man. And, and they're trying they're to sneak right. that in. They're sneaking that in. And I also love that, and they're introducing anxiety when we saw the emotions of the adults in the first one, and none of them had anxiety. Yeah, not 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 what you want. Is love the right one. Not sure. not what you want is how I would say it. Uh, we got one other email. This one's from JR. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Love the show. Uh, with poor things surging, potentially beating Maestro in hair and makeup, does that mean Maestro will go home with zero Oscars? I mean, that's that's what I've had since January 23rd. <laughs> so <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, how many, let's do this. I'll just zig on this one because I feel the same way. How many Best Picture nominees will win zero Oscars? Well, last year it was half of them. <laughs> so last year was half. This year, um, let's, let's see. Let's see. go through it. Let's go through it. Hang on. Uh, I mean, remember, remember three weeks ago when several people were like, poor things could go 0 for 11. I saw somebody today suggesting it's still up in the air whether it could go 0 for or win 5. I was like, it's if it went over, I would be like walk into the sea type surprised. <laughs> And so, and then, uh, you know, some people are just really mad that Emma Stone is on her way to her second Oscar. So. I will say, if Emma Stone wins, here's what I'll, here's a, this is the problem. If Emma Stone wins at the Oscars, a deserved win, uh, the discourse on that is going to be almost to Green Book levels, I would say. From but, okay, from but before that, we theory. have Saturday with SAG. So, like, I. I do think she could win. Like, if Emma wins SAG, I think like. But most... like, if she wins SAG, she's gonna have all the televised precursors. And I think that'll help. But I do think there are a lot of casual people who think Lily Gladstone is just gonna win, and they're gonna turn on the Oscars. It's kind of. I mean, I guess it would be like maybe not Green Book levels, but it would be like Anthony Hopkins beating Chadwick Boseman, and there was like but a I, lot of. 
I but that I think that was also more of them like you know Steven Soderbergh putting it last too but like but I think the difference is like Anthony Hopkins is you know an octogenarian legend right and like there was not as much anger towards that and he also was they wouldn't let him zoom into the ceremony too so there was like sympathy for that too because yeah that's true so this will be worse this is going to be like not a great time to watch because a lot of people don't want her to have two Oscars at 35, so. I think a lot of people don't want her two Oscars. I think a lot of people aren't paying close attention and they've been told by critics and like pundits for six months that Lily Gladstone's going to win an Oscar. And then when she doesn't win, I think they're going to be annoyed or like upset that Emma won an Oscar. So I was talking to my friend last week and who told me that his his mom or like his parents had watched Killers and his his mom was um glad that uh leo was snubbed because she thought he was too old for the part she, and she's she, right he is <laughs> like based jesse on, clemens is supposed to be older than based him. on history yeah right. in real life jesse clemens yeah. is older than him um and then she he said that she was also surprised that Lily was nominated in best actress because mm-hmm. she thought she was supporting this is just a completely normie mom you know, does not follow awards at all. <laughs> well, I will say I'll take the L because I was one of the pundits who was like, well, in the room, people love her. And I think that's, I still believe that. I, I don't think, think anyone hates her. Like people I, love No, her. they love her speech. Like when you watch her give speeches, it's like, this woman is great and we'd love to see her win. And like that, I thought was like enough momentum to carry her through. But Poor Things has actually performed better than I even expected. A movie I really liked as well. Like more than Flower Moon, if I'm ranking them. Uh... But yeah, I don't know. I think the discourse is going to be unhinged. I I think like people who follow this stuff, they if if Emma wins SAG, like I think they'll be prepared. I hope so. You know, and right then now, uh, looking at this in terms of best picture wins, best American picture fiction wins. adapted. So I think seven of the ten will end up winning one because you American know, fiction, Anatomy, Barbie. Anatomy wins screenplay, American Fiction wins screenplay, Holdovers wins Divine, Zona Mitris wins International, Barbie wins Song. Yeah, so it's just Past Lives, Killers, Maestro, and, Maestro. and Killers, yeah. And even if Poor Things doesn't win Emma, I think then Killers would win, so that would be eight of the ten, basically. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, Poor, th- uh, poor Things, Past Lives, I don't think anyone you know is expecting it to win anything like it's only other nomination is original screenplay and that's just you know tough to win yeah um and then it's like you know not winning best picture so and so then it's just maestro with seven nominations maestro for seven and his best chance is makeup and hair and yeah I, I mean like it's i don't know i i just think there's just not a lot of passion for the movie, even though I, I do think the industry likes it more than regular people. Um, but I think they also like poor things more. I think the industry likes it more than regular people. And I think that's why it got nominated, but I don't think they needed to win anything. And I, again, like we're saying, like with Barbie, a lot of these categories were like, man, I really hope it wins production design. It hasn't, it keeps losing major spots. And like, Maestro's losing major. I feel like Maestro's losing places it should win, right? For makeup. Well, well, tonight is the guild. The as we're recording this, it's That's probably true. already started. So, it it definitely needs to win stuff there. Like, there's a ton of categories there to, uh, be in the hunt. So, I don't think I'll get blank there. I don't know. Famous last words, maybe. <laughs> if it doesn't get blank there, sure, and maybe it could still win. And I'm sure, I'm sure people will tell me it could still win. And it probably can't. And like I said, if you looked at past makeup winners, it's it would be in line with what's won. The style of makeup. Or the type of makeup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, well, last year it wasn't a real person, but it was like major prosthetics. Yes. So th- like, if you just go, we'll just go through these quick. Uh, like, can we say real person? Tammy being real person. Ma Rainey, real people. Real people. 
bombshell real people vice real people darkest hour real people so was, and vice and darkest real people <laughs> and darkest hour and vice are very i mean are like the same to me like kind of kind of deal right darkest hour vice and the whale are pretty similar and i think maestro's in there too suicide squad obviously yeah. hilarious mad max Grand Budapest, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club, and they had like a $200 budget. That was their narrative. But it went with the actor. Bradley's not going to win. Les Mis. Iron Lady would be in here too. Uh-huh. Also won an acting Oscar though, so. Yeah, I don't know. Lovey on Rose. I mean, like a lot of these biopics win, but then the actors win. That's not going to be the case this year, probably, most likely. I mean, like Ma Rainey won without its actors right. winning. So, but I don't know, like that that competition, it was probably easier for it to win against Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Mank, and Pinocchio. <laughs> so, and then like we said, like poor things can still get the acting win with Emma if it wins this. Yeah, Kazuhiro won for Bombshell. So, I mean, I guess he could win again then for Maestro. And also for Darkest Hour. Right. So So that uh, makes me think maybe it could win. That's why I'm like, I'm not ready to totally go off it for the Oscars. I'm off it on production design and and, uh, costume design. That's fully uh, poor things now. Not Barbie. Just like the whole trajectory of this movie i mean like i i always had it just winning three but now like i am down to one <laughs> but i know a lot of people had it winning way more than three after the oscars really i had it three and now i'm down to one also what if it doesn't win song it would be that would go down in history <laughs> two shots craziest upsets ever uh <clears throat> i don't know wouldn't that be great if flower moon won <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. Like, that, I could get its win there. That's a great song. I think, Bar, I, I still, I would be so shocked if it didn't win. I mean, especially because how well the song performed at the Grammys. I know that's not like comp, but I'm like, people love What Was I Made For? And they love Billie Eilish. This this could be their chance to finally give it to Diane Warren. Would be incredible. Oscar winner, Flamin' Hot. That robust theatrical release. That we all saw in theaters. It's great. Directed by Eva Longoria. So. Uh, email us at slugfest at goldderby.com. We'll be back later this week. SAG PGA. Can't wait, Joyce. Um, and yeah. Next weekend. Back to back. Can't wait. So rude. Fuck you, man. For all things Hollywood competition and award season. Head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby.